Due to the graphic nature of this podcast, listener discretion is advised. Episodes may include discussion of abuse, murder, sexual assault, and other incidents that some people may find offensive. We'd advise extreme caution for children under 13. I'm Stephanie Hurft, an investigative journalist and true crime enthusiast. Every Tuesday, I'll be taking a deeper look into some of the most famous and infamous true crime mysteries that took place right here in Sri Lanka. From serial killers to love stories that ended in gruesome deaths to even exorcism and the occult. This show leaves no stone unturned in sharing the most gruesome true crime stories to come from this island we call home. Unsolved, bone chilling, murders that will have you screaming. This is Murder, She Cried, an original podcast from Paradigm. It was February of 2020. Nilmini Pule, aged 52, was busy moving into her one-bedroom annex premises at 4th Lane, Navala. Nilmini was recently widowed, grieving the loss of her husband, who had passed away just 10 months prior. She reminisced as she would come across little mementos of their family whilst unpacking. The last 10 months had been a whirlwind. One month after her husband's passing, she had moved in with her son and his family. Up until her son had been granted PR to Canada and he and his young family migrated in January of 2020. As she waved goodbye to them at the airport, her heart sank. She was glad her children were off to a better start, yet at that moment, she felt all the changes that year had brought upon her. After their departure, she got busy relocating to her new home. She was moving to Narvala to be closer to her daughter and family who lived just 10 minutes away from the home she was renting. Her new home, though small, was inviting. The house was two-storied and divided into two annexes with two separate entrances so each floor had its own privacy. She was told there would be an occupant moving into the bottom floor as she occupied the top floor. As she directed her son-in-law and his friends upstairs to move her furniture in, she thought she saw movement from the windows of the house downstairs. The new tenant must be here already, she thought, as she ran around arranging the last of her things. Two hours later, 
her daughter and son-in-law waved her goodbye and asked her to call them if she needed anything. She watched as their three-wheeler sped away. She was again alone with her thoughts. That night, she was unable to sleep soundly as she kept hearing an alarm clock go off every few minutes. She dismissed it as a tenant from downstairs and went back to sleep. The days went by and she would hear this alarm clock constantly ring through the night. She thought it best that she finally gets acquainted with her neighbours. She knocked on their door at 11am the next morning, calling out to them, introducing herself, yet there seemed to be no response. Nilmini went back upstairs confused as she swore that she heard someone turn off a whistling kettle at the same time she rang in. Maybe they were antisocial, she thought. Half an hour later, she hears a knock on the door and opens up to find a sweet old lady clad in a buttock house coat standing there with a ladle. Magenama Kanti Mang Palayagedra Inne, which translates to My name is Kanti. I live in the house downstairs. She said sweetly with a warm smile on her face. Nilmini couldn't help but smile back and introduce herself. She invited Kanti in for some coffee and the two chatted animatedly. Kanti was widowed and in her mid-seventies. She mentioned her children were abroad and she lived alone, yet nearby to her niece's house. Kanti also happened to be deaf in her right ear, so Nilmini of course had to speak a little louder. The two ladies had a lot in common and Nilmini was happy to have found a friend in Kanti. Over the weekend, when Nilmini's daughter came around with her family, she told her of her new friend downstairs. Her daughter initially looked at her in confusion and asked, isn't the annex downstairs unoccupied? We looked in the other day, yet it was empty. Maybe you went over there before Kanti moved in, she replied. Yet, in fact, Nilmini did not recall any movers in the day after her moving. She was confused, but she brushed it off. Nilmini's daughter Hazel was thrilled there was someone her mother could rely on in the house and asked her mother to introduce her. The two knocked hard on Kanti's door, yet to no avail. Maybe Kanti was visiting her niece over the weekend, thought Nilmini, though she did not see her leave. 
she brushed it off and went back to spending time with her daughter's family. March of 2020 arrived and Sri Lanka went into lockdown during the COVID-19 pandemic. Nilmini and Kanti grew closer over the lockdown. They spent their days trying to adapt to the new change. Not seeing their families as much anymore, they would spend time at Nilmini's place chatting. Nilmini would often share her groceries with Kanti as the essentials were scarce during the lockdown. Kanti would often speak about her niece and children abroad, hoping they would come to visit after the lockdown was lifted and the pandemic was over. Fast forward to the beginning of May 2020, when the lockdown restrictions had finally eased. Nilmini was happy to see her family again. She hadn't seen them in at least three months. She knocked on Kanti's door yet again, hoping to introduce her to her family. Yet there was silence on the other end. She's not imaginary, is she? Her daughter joked as they went back to their own floor. The next two days were quiet. She did not hear anything from Kanti. Yet she would still hear that alarm clock go off in the middle of the night. Nilmini had asked her previously about the alarm clock ringing throughout the night. Yet Kanti never quite addressed it. Nilmini assumed it was because she was deaf in one ear and couldn't quite hear it. But why was it ringing if she wasn't home? The next morning, Nilmini heard a knock on the door. Assuming it was Kanti, she yelled that the door was still open and to walk right in. In walked Mr. Mohideen, her landlord, a pleasant old gentleman who would pop by every mid-month to collect rent. He hadn't been around for a few months due to the pandemic. Nilmini wrote him a check for three months and handed it to him. Mr. Mohideen thanked her and asked her how she had managed in solitude during the pandemic. Nilmini laughed and said it wasn't that hard with her new neighbor, Kanti, around to keep her company. Which house does Kanti live in? Mr. Mohideen asked in curiosity. Nilmini looked back at him with confusion. 
Maybe he forgot his tenant's name, she thought. Or maybe Kanti went by a different name. Yes, Kanti, who lives downstairs, she said. She has been great company over the last three months. Mr. Mohideen at this point stared blankly at her in confusion. No one has lived downstairs for at least two years, he said quietly. Maybe you got the wrong house? Nilmini froze in confusion. Did she really get the house wrong? She had never really been inside Kanti's house. Kanti would always visit her at home, yet Nilmini would never really go over. Every time she had attempted to, Kanti was never at home. Mr. Mohideen spoke of new tenants moving into the downstairs premises in two weeks, yet his voice was drowned out by her thoughts. Where was Kanti really from? Why had she claimed to be from downstairs? What about all those times she would see her unlock the downstairs door? Nilmini didn't really know what to think at this point. She interrupted Mr. Mohideen's chatter and requested if she could see the downstairs annex for herself as she had never really been inside. She held her breath as Mr. Mohideen unlocked the downstairs door. She peeked in to find an empty house. Two minutes later, her heart dropped on the ground in the kitchen. She spotted a pile of rotten vegetables and remnants of groceries that she had given Kanti over the three-month lockdown. The rats had eaten into most of the tinned foods laying around. Maybe Kanti was staying there illegally, she thought. Maybe she was homeless and a squatter. But there were no signs of a forced break-in or entry or any other indication that a human had lived there. Mr. Mohideen stared in confusion over the spoiled groceries on the floor, scratching his head. The next morning, Nilmini went over to her neighbor's houses. After a few minutes of friendly conversation, she would ask them if they had a mutual neighbor named Kanti and would describe her to them. Yet no one had heard of her or knew of her. Nilmini racked her brain night and day 
trying to think of a logical explanation. Why had no one else seen her or met her? She had so many questions only Kanti could answer. Yet Nilmini never saw Kanti again. Nilmini had spent hours on the phone with her children, her family and friends trying to think of a logical explanation as to her encounter with Kanti. Nilmini consulted the services of a clairvoyant who broke down her encounter for her. Nilmini had indeed befriended a paranormal entity. The clairvoyant mentioned that Kanti meant no harm, yet Nilmini was never able to get over her encounter with Kanti. Six months after Nilmini last encountered the spirit of Kanti, the paranoia had been too much for her. She would constantly hear a shrill of an alarm clock ringing through the night. Nilmini would wake up in hysterics and have a high fever every morning. Her daughter even had to move in with her to look after her. Nilmini visited doctors and therapists to get the help she needed. But every night, she would hear a shrill of an alarm clock ringing through the night. Nilmini Fernando Pulle passed away at aged 52 in her sleep in November of 2020 due to a cardiac arrest. Her daughter would say that after her passing, for the first time, she woke up one night to a shrill of an alarm clock ringing through the night. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week as we bring you a brand new true crime. If you like this show, follow at Paradigm Podcast on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. Murder, She Cried, hosted by Stephanie Herft, is a Paradigm original. It's executive produced by Zeeshan Akram Jabir. Podcast cover art by Randita Philip with production assistance by Rajit Malikaspe. This episode of Murder, She Cried was researched, written and fact-checked by Stephanie Herft. To hear more from me, follow me at Steffi Herft on Instagram and TikTok. The source material for all episodes on this podcast comes from a team of researchers who use publicly available information 
and verified accounts from people who were alive during the said period. If you would like to get in touch, please write to info at paradigm.com.